Hello, everybody. My name is Matt, and it is February 14th, 2018. You're listening to episode 43 of the Dry Spell Cast. It's, uh, it's a wonderful day. We are in the Boise State University Pulse studio, and we are about 20 minutes late because the computer had a full reboot, and it took about that. Did it not? Yeah, and I don't know if it's still working properly yet. I think it's it's doing something, so that's always a plus. So we're gonna we're gonna fight our way through this morning. Uh, the the heads of the Pulse Studio are aware of the issues that we are having on a fairly weekly, consistent basis, and I believe something is being done about it. So that's that's something to look forward to if you know what i mean austin's here how are you austin i'm doing fine that's that's good to hear dandy that's what i want to hear just dandy i am dandy you can get a hold of us over the next couple of hours or throughout the week uh there are a couple of ways you can do that first of all there's twitter we are at Dry Spell Radio. There is Facebook.com slash Dry Spell Radio. Dry Spell Radio at gmail.com. All of those things will get to us. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, go ahead and reach out to us and let us know about it so that we can, you know, we can discuss it. Because that's what we do here. We discuss things, usually about video games, but hey. Sometimes it can be about anything. It gets pretty random at times. I I like talking about random crap. Well, me too. And look at that. Keeps look, it going. Look how far it has gotten us. Almost a year. We are actually nearing a year very soon. Uh, just a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, that's exciting, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So, how are you, Austin? How is your life going? Uh, it's pretty good. I was busy this weekend. My brother and his fiance were in town. Yes, tell me about your brother and his fiance. Um, because they're getting married. Oh, geez, in just in about like ten days. Next, in ten days. Next fr- next Saturday. Are you going out there? Yeah, I'm going to Portland. I'm leaving Thursday. Oh, right, it's in Portland. I'm leaving. Oh, not Oklahoma. No. Oh, okay. It's in the wedding's in Portland. Because that's where her family's mostly around. Right. So, uh, yeah, they were here because they never really had like an engagement party or like she never had a bridal shower kind of thing. Right. So we just kind of threw it all in one at my parents' house. So we on Saturday we did all that. But they got in Thursday. So when I finished class, actually, class was canceled that day because my teacher was sick. So I woke up, went to my parents' house, hung out there all weekend because my brother was in town, obviously. Uh, it was fun. It was busy. Did a lot. I was actually surprised how much that we crammed into a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have one, our Friday afternoon, we did have time just to sit and play computer games. Yeah. Like That's old, what I'm talking about. Like old times. Finally convinced him to get PUBG. Good. And he loves it, of course. I mean, I knew he would. You know, after a year, now's about time. Yeah. Uh, we played that, and obviously for his first time playing that game, we did pretty well. I think our first round we got number eight as a squad or as a duo, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. And we each, you know, we I mean we played for like four hours of that game. 
and we walk. I mean, every round we at least got a kill or two or more even, and we made top ten several times. So that was pretty exciting. It's, it was fun actually, because like, I'm like right here and he's literally to my right, so we can see each other's screens and. Uh, it was fun. It made it like a different aspect. And I always play, I, for some reason, like games like that, and I don't know, Siege is one of them, I always play better when I'm playing with my brother. I don't know what it is, maybe like the familial connection we have or what, but me and him are always just like at a better level when we play like tactical games together. Okay. I and mean, that's fair. I don't know. I always, I always feel like I always play this better level because like when we were playing PUBG, I was killing it, and then I played last night and I sucked. With Jesse, he like went around with like seven kills, and I got one. Yeah, I don't know. He's freakishly good at those, yeah, <laughs> those battle royale games. I, it helps that his computer's probably like you know, it's bitching. So compared, it's is is a nice setup I compared know. to mine. So it probably helps. Well, I mean, I mean, he can run it like high resolution at over sixty frames, and I mean, he's got the. Oh yeah, he's got the works on his computer, so that probably helps him a little bit. Um, I'd imagine. I don't know. I run everything on Ultra, and uh, no, I don't know. Maybe we should start playing more PUBG again. I don't know. Yeah, if you have time, it's they actually the last update that they did was recent because last time I got on there with my brother is when it went. So it fixed a lot of the issues I was having with like aiming and like not hitting people when you actually are should be hitting someone and stuff like that, like hitboxes, mm-hmm. I guess. So I felt like it was more balanced since the last time I played since the last update, so it's better. I wonder how they're doing on combating cheaters in that game. Uh, so far, they've done a pretty good job. Because they've banned a lot of people. They've banned like 100,000 people in like a, a day, most of them Chinese. Yeah, I but, mean, I don't know. It's but people are still like complaining, like, you need to, we just, they just have a Chinese-only server that only the Chinese can play in. Well, they do. But then, but the Chinese can creep into other servers, right? Well, and it's not just the Chinese. We can't just say it's but just there, Chinese. I know people are still <laughs> blaming them, but they are like the majority of the people hacking that game. Nah, I don't know about that. That seems like an overgeneralization. Uh, well, most of the bands that they did were for it was all mostly Chinese accounts. Yeah, but so. I feel like they probably haven't actually hit the root of like actually banning cheaters in that game yet mm-hmm. like they may have been trying but i i don't know i haven't well, i haven't witnessed it in the past couple of weeks i had no so. issues i didn't get shot through a mountain or anything so it was okay well that's always a plus yeah <laughs> I, don't yeah. Like, I don't like getting shot through mountains no not at all i i did play some Fortnite uh the past couple of nights and had fun with it I, I, it's amazing that I'm enjoying that game more and more because, like, if you would have talked to me in December, I would have told you I didn't like that game. But over the past couple of months, I think, like I, I've said this before, I'm, that the bigger map helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm like I'm actually enjoying my time with that. Oh, and speaking of that, they actually uh, changed some stuff, at least on the original map for PUBG. Too, they added like more trees and mm. stuff. You know, like the mansion part that we always drop into. It is like there's like one like the north side is completely covered by trees. There's like a little pond, like lake pond there now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually felt like I was like honestly in Skyrim running around at one okay. point. I was like, I was like, it's just like with all the trees and the pond and stuff. It was cool. It was a nice change. Cool. So like more cover and stuff is cool. Yeah, especially because they when they introduced the second map to it, Ugh. which has no cover. I, don't like I feel it. like that they need to add. They need to do something to that map because they promise. I know they promise like such an urban like feel, and it's just not. Well, uh, the I don't know if 
If they promised that in this. In the new map they did. The no, desert they map. promised it eventually. No, they promised in the desert map it was going to be like an urban city place and then with open like open spots in between but there's way Which more is kind of but there's way more open spots than urban par- parts yeah um, but there are some definite urban parts there are several big cities that you can land in i think it would be better to have like really like sprawling cities or like just a whole city map that'd be kind of fun and they may release that in the future they are still making tons of money mm-hmm. so i can see them releasing that uh in the distant future. Yep. So, the, the, the with my brother. Okay. He's still trying to get me to buy Total War Rome 2, but I don't know. That's really yeah, you don't have to. I don't know. Uh, then we did Sunday night. We did go over to his friend's house, who we, uh, we haven't gone over, hung out with in a while. He literally has like, um, like the gaming setup at his place. He's got like every console. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we had a lot of fun there. I mean, we played some, some N64, some GameCube. He's got, I mean, he has the obviously the both the new NES and the SNES classics, but he also has the originals as well. And then he's got a Dreamcast of all things. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. And he's obviously got the all the current consoles as well. He has two switches. Why would you need two? switches? Well, it's one for him, one's for his son. Okay, that's he's, fair. Like, his, he's like my son doesn't even play it. His son's seven, so um, it was fun. We played Soul Calibur two on GameCube. Did like a tournament about it. Uh, we've gone a long way in fighting games. I can say that now. <laughs> yes, that game was. I think in games general. Yeah, like I playing that game. Like, I mean, the, Mitch was the friend, and my other friend Jordan are like Nintendo faithful. Like I was saying, how crappy of a controller the N sixty four controller is. And yes. Like, no, it's the controller's so good. I can't stand people I'm like, like that. I'm like, this controller is awful. It's and it's then they're, and they're very saying, poorly designed. They're saying like the GameCube controller is the best controller for fighting games. No. I'm like. Not really. I don't. I don't like. Uh, they would also probably argue that Smash is a fighting game, which yes. it isn't. Yes. These are these are the friends I hang out with. They're like they're the, they're the Nintendo guys that just like will swear by anything Nintendo does. So it's just crazy. I know. I know because I'm like holding like the. I'm like how how do I hold this N64 controller? I'm playing like Pod Racers on it. Like what what am I doing? Yeah, that was uh, that was like, why a bad it, controller. Why are there three handles for two people with two hands? I right, <laughs> right, exactly. See, the N64 was a bad controller, but the GameCube was actually worse. Yeah, but like, the GameCube is the most comfortable controller. And then they came out with the like, Wii, uh, the Wii Motes, <laughs> and those were garbage as well. So playing Soul Calibur, because I, I grew up playing Soul Calibur 2 on my PlayStation PS2 back in the day, so like that was where I was more comfortable with. So I wasn't very good, and. I haven't played this game in like five or so years, so it's been it was rough. Mm-hmm. Give me a modern fighting game, and I'll probably beat you. Yeah, I see. I'm totally like, if give me Street Fighter, like original Street Fighter, original Mortal Kombat, over the new stuff any day. Mm-hmm. Like any day. No, it was fun playing Soul Calibur 2 because it's one of the be- best fighting games that has ever come out. It was, it was good. And they have a new one coming out this year. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, in a I'm world like, in a world of a lot of fighting games. Yes, uh, I but I do enjoy Soul Calibur. I always have, so that was fun. I had a good good weekend, but how to get back to reality? Obviously, of school, you know, I got to graduate and whatnot. But yeah. soon enough, I'm going to be back in Port or be in Portland for the wedding. I in, in a week. Sh- I'll leave sh- a week tomorrow from tomorrow. Yeah, you should hit up. Uh, 
some of the arcades in Portland. Maybe, There's one maybe. downtown I got, I got a plan. I got called f- Ground Control I got a plan that I really like. Brother's bachelor party, so maybe uh... visit there. And then there are like 20 strip clubs within two blocks. I'm not going to do strip clubs. Well, they can good do for you. Thanks. I just don't feel the appeal. Good for you. And I don't want to just throw <laughs> singles at people. <laughs> well, you can do that anywhere. <laughs> you can. Like, there is, besides the amount of strip clubs and the couple arcades, there are also a lot of homeless people that you can totally just. Just make it rain on. Yeah. Which is probably inappropriate, but, (laughs) like, I don't know in society if that would be acceptable, Eh. but it's something you could do. I'm sure you you could walk up and just, on a homeless person, they wouldn't. I did, uh, some years ago, I was in Portland, I was there with a a youth group, of all things, Mm. and I was one of the chaperones. And I had, like, I, we were, like, doing this, like, scavenger hunt thing. And so my group was, like, maybe, like, a 15-year-old guy and then, like, two middle school girls and then, like, a high school girl. I had a guy come up to me and ask me if they could buy the girls. And I'm like, no. Go across the street now. Portland <laughs> is actually I just a, like stood there. I'm like, no, I, I will not sell Portland's you. Portland's actually a really big hub for like human trafficking. Uh, fun, fun I can fact. only imagine. Fun Portland fact. is a weird place. And with that, we are going to go. We're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. So I, besides that, you know what game I played? Hmm. I popped it in my PlayStation, and it's just I just had it hankering, and I just wanted to play it. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, good. And I went back and played some of the like the side missions that I had skipped early in the game, uh, just to just to do it, just because I wanted to play something. But I didn't want to. I didn't feel like running across the entirety of the map to do like the next thing that I was supposed to do for the main story. And so I like that game. Uh, some would call it Game of the Year 2017. It's true. Because so, uh, we did. <laughs> we did, yes. And so I, uh, like, I was happy to play through some of that game. And I want to get back to it. I haven't, beat, I haven't played the Frozen Wilds at all. And mm-hmm. Monster Hunter's kind of taken over my life still. Yes. And, but I do want to find myself back into Horizon. I feel like now's the time. If you're going to do it, you better do it now. Before, because like, if you're anything like me, you will never touch it unless you do it now. Like you I mean, I will. I will do it one of these days. I'm still going to go back and beat The Witcher's final expansion that I never did. I'm like more you than... Keep telling yourself that. I know. It's never going to happen. Uh it, it, that is a good game. I really enjoyed that game. I kind of miss it now. So maybe I will go back. Because Monster Hunter, I've hit that point where like I like beat like the actual like main story, but there's still so much more to do. Right. 
Like it's all the like upgraded versions of the monsters. Those stronger. There's actually still new monsters being introduced in the game, and I, it's like at, it was like almost overwhelming how much more content they threw at you once you beat the main story. Mm-hmm. Like they doubled every armor set. There's like an alpha and a beta version, and the alphas all have like their own like it's predetermined like skills and the beta sets are all have like empty slots that you can fill on your own and so it's just like oh my gosh it's just too much sometimes it's a lot but monster hunter lends itself to that really well yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm not like bogged down on the game it's so much the game's still so so much fun and i obviously haven't i didn't play as much this last week since i have like the other weeks prior but that's the game if i'm gonna sit down and play a game right now it's gonna be that one still yeah and some siege. I pl- did play some siege last night with Jesse. Yeah, whatever. So. It's it's the same. Siege doesn't change. It's always the same. It's uh, speaking of games that never change and they're always the same. That I did play. It's uh, the year of the dog, Overwatch. New Year anniversary for Overwatch. Uh. Yes. Uh, so I did play some of that. There, the Genji skin is awesome, and I really want it. And it's they brought back Capture the Flag, which they did for this last well, they, year. They tweaked it, didn't they? They did. I, in what ways, I'm not really sure. I know, so, like, if you tie at the end, it becomes a sudden death round, and the flags actually become closer to each other. Mm. And so you only have, like, half the distance to travel with the other team's flag. The problem with Capture the Flag is they need to basically say, like, you can't use these characters in it. And by these characters, I mean Torbjorn and Symmetra. Because they just camp and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. You just go in and get destroyed nonstop. And so, like, I am a diehard. I will never play Symmetra because I just, like, I think it's cancer to the game. And... After like several matches of that, do of not like trust your aiming zero to zero, like or one to one, and then just Symmetra's camping. I'm like, all right, I'm just I'm just gonna play Symmetra, and so I just set up turrets all along the flag, and then nobody could come and get it. Do you like not moving ever? Maybe. Do you like not aiming your gun but still hitting people? Tell me more. Do you like just being the most annoying character in Overwatch? Yes. Do I have the character for you? Symmetra. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. No, it's like seriously, like especially like that's why I hated Capture the Flag the first time around. Is like she would put all of her turrets around the flag or like the the main entryway you're gonna go through and just sit around the corner and just me mm-hmm. and like you couldn't do anything. And as somebody who has done that in Capture the Flag now. I'm going to tell you right now, it's super easy. Yeah. You can totally do it. And if you have Torborn and Bastion sitting back there, too. Yep. You can put a Torby and uh, Symmetra there, and there's nothing you can do. The bad thing about Torbjorn is, like, his his stuff is actually pretty strong. And so he can go get the other flag, get boosted by, like, Lucio, and come back and still kill people trying to get their flag. It's ridiculous. My baby. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, I, that is my biggest problem with Capture the Flag, is they, they can't allow those players to be in it. 
To make that they, game well, they need, fun. They need to do like what they do with like the horde mode they had. Is a select character amount of characters you yeah. can choose from. Like they cannot those are the only ones that I have a problem with. Even a Bastion, like if a Bastion was there, I would totally take that. Because there are ways to get behind Bastion, flank mm-hmm. him, and destroy him easily and quickly. Symmetra, you can't do that with they auto aim onto you and then I mean Torben Sword. Between the, same the thing auto too. aim and the tur- like the some like uh sentry turret. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's just a huge problem. Yeah, she just jumps I, in circles around you and you can't you know, hit as her. You know, as a game crazy. like as a game that listens to their community so much and like is involved and comes in and like talks about complaints and all these things, you know, they have nerfed Mercy more times than I can count, but they have yet to touch Symmetra. And I just don't understand. Have it. you have you seen that meme? It's like it's from the guy the guy from Keen Peel, uh, sure. Jordan Peel, the guy that did Get Out. Like his, uh-huh. it's one of the skits when he's like super sweaty yeah. and stuff. And it's like the meme was like, "Hi, I'm Jeff Kaplan," and it says oh, Mercy Mains, and he's just swe- right. sweating so hard. Right? Yeah, because they they are constantly messing with like Mercy, and that I guess it makes sense because Mercy is such a high level character. She gets played. All of the time. So if you're gonna fix something, I mean, she it's should rare when you're not playing a match with Mercy in it, right? And you watch the pros; like you almost always have a Mercy, and they hate it, which is funny. Like watching the interviews on the Overwatch League and stuff. It's like, like what character would you get rid of? Oh, Mercy. But it's like, but don't you play Mercy? It's like, well, yeah, we have to. But, but I don't that doesn't like her. make sense. Mercy is a great character. I know. It's well, it's just because the fact that like she can. Uh, she just negate like an awesome play or something like like but she you, can anymore. Well, I know, but still, like if you have a widow, just snipes someone right off the gate, and then all right, you're up again. Just kidding. Yeah, but that that has such a long cooldown. Yeah, I know. I'm okay with that, but like her her ultimate that used to revive people was just <laughs> when she could hide and then fly and then revive five people at a time and just. Well, she can't. She can only revive I two. I know. I know. And I know. now they've nerfed it so that it takes as long as it would when you're not ulting. So her ultimate almost doesn't matter. I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why they keep doing this to Mercy. Because now her playstyle has completely changed, and she's almost worthless again. Which they did at one point. And I just... Whatever, man. I get upset about it, but... Like, they care. It's because we care. It's Yes, it is. It's solely because I care. So today's Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Speaking Day. Speaking of, well, yeah, okay, sure. Just saying. <laughs> um, Everyone needs a, their love. No, actually, Valentine's Day is an awful, awful actually, holiday. Today's Ash Wednesday, actually, a real holiday. That's true. So. And those two things are completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, and actually, so Ash Wednesday, even then, really only it like affects a certain amount of people. Yeah, I know. And... Valentine's Day arguably can affect more people, but it's just it's just a bad holiday. Like it's just not a good one. I know. Cause I, I, I'm like obligated to do something, and and I'm not. Yeah, I know. It's great. Lucky you. There are ways that you can uh, <laughs> change that that reality that you're living in. Um, but speaking of Valentine's, you break up on the day before. Right. And then you get back together the day after. Or just don't worry about it, period. 
Like, don't base your life on relationships with other people because that's just not an unhealthy way to live. Uh, that's kind of like how, like, the reason people live, Matt. <laughs> but it shouldn't be. <laughs> there are millions upon millions other reasons why you should live your life. You can't explain the feelings inside. I totally explain the feelings inside. My mind's telling me no, but my body. I'm just going to finish. My body's telling me yes. So if you're out there and you're lonely for Valentine's Day, Humble Store is actually has a sale going on for you. Um, a visual novels and dating sims. Is Honey Pop in there? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I know I'm going to go home and play Honey Pop. But like <laughs> Dream Daddy is on sale and How to Fool Boyfriend is on sale and if if you're interested, go check those out. Maybe they will make a night of depression and pain feel like a night of fun. You know? Mm. Great commentary. Get, get your uh, dinner for one. So, Microwavable dinners. So I went to... Uh, uh, I played trivia at Edge Brewing on Monday. And they are doing this like hundred dollar like plate for two thing tonight. That's expensive. Uh, it's as if you're looking at Valentine's Day dinners. It's not, not really. Um, Fifty dollars per person. That is. Uh, I mean, that's mo- that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But if you're looking at like what people normally charge for like Valentine's Day, like like five course meals and stuff that totally is reasonable see that's just that's just like un, like insane to me like i understand like going out to dinner and stuff but having these like ridiculous meals that you never eat any time of the year except this one holiday is just weird to me but yeah like but people you, do but it. you want something nice like i mean i'm gonna just make a nice home-cooked meal what's wrong with that uh, they're actually so that's the thing, but you're in a different situation. If you've been married for 20 years, yeah, that's a point. like that is like going out is a nice thing. Yeah, that's true. I'm not married. No. Where'd all these yeah. people come from? And yeah, and so I like going out and doing something nice. Like I get it, and it's a it's a good ploy for like companies to like buy well, into and restaurants make a ton of money about restaurants and flower shops yeah well, car, i'm sure cards and stuff hallmark and visual novels <laughs> hallmark made valentine's day let's let's be real here and they didn't like that is well that no. is a it's a lie it's an urban it's, legend yes but they definitely prosper on valentine's day so we <laughs> so we were we wanted to get to the root of what Valentine's Day actually is. And it started out as a holiday of um it, it was love, but like I can't remember there was some pagan ritual of like every holiday we celebrate started from a pagan ritual. That's you know that's just what's funny. Oh, I absolutely. Swear. And that you know whatever. But I can't remember it was something about <laughs> Like, all the women would, like, line up in the street, and it was, like, a fertility rite where, like, some higher up in some church or whatever would, like, walk around with a club and hit the women and would make them more fertile. Seems legit. Right? I mean, it makes sense to me. 
Now that that's how we should celebrate Valentine's Day still. And then smacking, eventually smacking women with clubs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then so, I mean, we can get signed I mean, to a football people, team. Some people or, will probably do that, but or go work in the White House. One of those two things. <laughs> so the thing is, is like then like the like Christian like they took it and made like St. Valentine's and like all this stuff and assigned it to all of these things that I don't know. That's Valentine's Day. A very poor explanation of my par- very poor understanding was, of what Valentine's Day is. It was wonderful. Good job. Thank you. I did. I do my research just for you. Yep. I mean, I did put all my heart skins on my Rainbow Six Siege characters. Oh. So just for, so when I killed you, it was with heart. It was with love. Right. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Nothing says love like Logan Paul. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, so I'm bringing up Logan Paul into the news again because the crazy the crazy thing about the whole Logan Paul scandal to me is how many people are talking about it that have no idea of like video games or the community or anything like that. It's it like honestly, it feels like a bigger deal to me than like PewDiePie going off the handle. I because like I for like gaming communities, PewDiePie is such a big name, and like he has managed to scratch the surface for like uh like outside of that community, like outside of the gaming and the YouTubing communities and stuff. But I feel like Logan Paul is, like, on a whole nother level. And that's bonkers to me. Like, people, like, I talk to people who don't live in the YouTube and, like, these worlds. I mean, I don't live in it as much as you do, so it's, uh, I'm but, still kind of... But I, you, you, yes, you do. You totally 100% do. I guess, but I've never watched a Logan Paul video in my well, life. Well, I had never seen a Logan Paul video either. But... Like, I had never actually heard his name before this. But I have people coming to me and, like, talking to me about it that you would never, ever expect to see watching a YouTuber. And that is, Please elaborate. That is bonkers to me. Right. Th- just just random people. Yeah. Okay. So, like, people that I know that you just don't expect. Like, I'm not going to say their Divulge name because it's not going to change anything about the story. But I've got, like, so, like, I have these two distinct worlds I live in. Like, I've got this music world, and then I've got this, like, video game technology world. And, and his it, secret like, world that no one knows about. It's cocaine. <laughs> so, like, these things, like, they just don't intermix very often. But, like, Logan Paul, like, is one of those things that I feel like He's is bridging crossing. gaps, man. Uh, the crossing news, borders. The news thing that I work on for uh, the campus here, we d- we ran a story on Logan Paul, 
uh, back when there was the whole outrage behind it and everything. But uh, the point of this is, is like I'm amazed at the level of which Logan Paul is breaching into society for a society that had no idea who he was. He's probably more famous now than he ever could have possibly imagined. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, I I watched 40 seconds of a video of his just to see what it was. It was terrible it's bad no it's he's it was him just screaming constantly and like not about like good things like not like like i watch it's always sunny in philadelphia and they're constantly screaming but this was just annoying he really panders to like a younger audience like the younger kids and he totally shouldn't and that that, that, that's the biggest issue with that whole like suicide thing is because the majority of his audience are young children and then he puts a video with a dead body like right Right. It's just crazy. So I... So he I, reminds me of, like, remember Fred? Fred? I don't know. It was like a, it was like a character, like a guy's like character. It was like before YouTube was like a huge thing. He like made a movie about it. I don't know. I never watched it. Oh, he was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, something like that. He had a TV show. That's, this is like the stuff he kind of does. He's like channeling this Fred character. So being like super immature, obnoxious, but it's like funny to children kind of humor. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Uh, so Remember they made that Fred movie and John Cena played his dad? <laughs> uh, no, I, I knew. I remember they made a movie. So but weird. I would not know any of that information. I never watched the movie. I just knew John Cena played his dad. It was like the first role John Cena ever had like, in a movie. <laughs> uh, good Interesting. Time. Weird. Yeah. So where I'm getting with uh, this talk right now is so on February 9th, YouTube suspended all ads on Logan Paul videos. And because they like after the whole suicide thing, he got a check mark on his his record, right? So you basically the way YouTube works is they work on a strike system. After three strikes, they shut down your by your the channel. way. The three strike system is not a good system. Uh, yeah. So there, I think there's like two. So you have like your your copyright issues, yeah. Like and then you have. Your uh, like content mm-hmm. issues, and, and I know, so like, like after know, like, three, they just shut it down. And I know like gamer YouTube, like YouTubers, especially you get hit by copyrights all the time. They have to fight for like not getting a ding on their account because, right? You know, they're like reviewing something or whatever, and then Nintendo usually is who it is does a copyright against them, and they like have to fight it. Yeah, well, and so I guess that's where I'm going with yeah. this whole this whole thing. So let's get there. Sorry, I'm we, jumping, we, jumping the gun. Yeah, you, we have we have a path. My, my to coffee get there. has hit my system, and now I'm like, <sighs> great. So anyway, so over the past couple of weeks, he has posted like he posts like a video every day, which is impressive in its own right. But he has posted videos of things like encouraging kids to try the Tide Pod challenge. Which, uh, if you aren't aware, is basically eating a Tide Pod, which is toxic. Yeah, you you and, get sick. Right, and, and it's detergent. You can die. And he has also like tasered dead rats, um, and like you used inappropriate tags on videos, and like like tried CPR and his goldfish, and like just all this just stupid stuff. And so they pulled all of his ads. So 
ideally that's like his monetization, right? Mm -hmm. So he shouldn't be making money off of this anymore. There was a little bit uh, behind it saying like, oh, some people are still encountering ads on his videos, but YouTube was very upfront being like, oh, that's a glitch in our system. It shouldn't be happening. A glitch in the system. Right. And so that's whatever. Um, But yesterday in a talk, the CEO of YouTube actually said he hasn't done anything that would cause those three strikes. So he has his one strike, but he doesn't have his last two. She said that we can't just be pulling people off of our platform. They need to violate a policy. We need to have consistent rules, which I totally understand. Like, I, I respect that fully. She's, because people are like, you need to pull his videos off of YouTube. But if you think about this from a business standpoint, if he has several millions of views per day, per video, look at how much traffic that is bringing into YouTube. Because you guarantee these people aren't just watching one video and leaving. They're... They go down the rabbit hole and right, and so that just gets like that. That makes YouTube more money, and so honestly, it's in their best interest not to ban Logan Paul from their channel. Uh, there are some ethical things that you have to consider when talking about it, but you know, from a business standpoint, and we are in a capitalist society. Like, it's in their best interest to keep Logan Paul there. And so the more that they can slap him on the wrist and say, you can't do this, but please continue uploading videos to our website, the better it is for them. Mm-hmm. Because then they can be very, like, hands-off being like, oh, like, we told him he can't do this, but it doesn't violate our service. We have punished him, but we haven't punished him to the full extent of what we can. And that's kind of where they're living right now. And I guess that's where, like, I think people are kind of getting upset. But you've also got to, like, th- the thing is, is he's not the darkest part of the Internet. No. Uh, he's not the b- darkest part of YouTube. There's a lot worse on that website. Uh it's just they and they ban those things, but they're not making YouTube nearly as much money as he is. And I think that's the that's the thing. Like uh, the CEO comes out and like, yeah, these videos are tasteless, uh, but they don't they don't infringe upon our content standards, which. Uh, oddly (laughs) resonates with the Twitch story that I have coming later, uh, which I think is really fascinating, which I think we will start uh, the top of the next hour with. Um, I think that makes sense. But yeah, so Logan Paul's out there. I think it's it's a different kind of story than PewDiePie going off the handle and (laughs) saying a super racist term on a live stream or him showing a dead body. Like, him tasering dead rats is tasteless and really not that funny. No, it's, like, it's like sociopathic. <laughs> yeah. Like, to be honest. Like, that's what serial killers do. Yes. So, but it's it's at a different level than, I think, some of the other stuff that he has, quote-unquote, committed. So, Logan Paul. He is making YouTube a lot of money. 
And I think they recognize that. They're just like, I like money. Right. Absolutely. Well, they should like money because that's what makes the world go around. All right. Well, we do need to take a break and we will be back. Welcome back to the Dry Spellcast on this special edition of Valentine's Video Game News. We were talking over the break about how weird it is that, like, Ash Wednesday has, like, turned into this, like, pre-week party of, like, you know, you have Fat Tuesday, which is, like, this big party where you go and get wasted and... Flash you know, people, yeah, and like get beads, take your clothes off, and, and but you're in a mask, so it's fine, right? Which all kind of stems from carnival. Yeah, well, it is from carnival, uh, but it's which I really want to go to some year because Brazilian Brazilian music is awesome. Well, carnival always looks like a blast. It's yeah, just, just it looks fun. Yeah, I, that is one of my goals in life is to go to that. Um, but I'd really love to go to, like, I mean, our closest is obviously, like, New Orleans. Um, Which I still want to do once in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Before I'm 30. I love... Before I run out of time. I love New Orleans, like, jazz music. So I've never, so have you been in New Orleans before? No. I've never, see, I've never been never there. Never been there. And I've always wanted to. I know, like, people, like my dad's been there several times. Like, there's, like, once you're on Bourbon Street... That's it. There's nothing else in New Orleans. Like, you go one block over to Cafe Le Monde and get your beignets, and then you've experienced New Orleans. Yeah. But, I mean, going down there for the weekend of or whatever, the weekend of Mardi Gras, I think it would be a blast one of these yeah, years. Yeah, it totally would. Like I said, I love the music, and I, I want to experience it firsthand. Like, I have a brass band that I play in here in town, and we played a Mardi Gras event last night, and we just had a blast. Like, it wasn't huge or anything, but, you know, it's just, it's fun music. It's a good time. And so, I, like, I really want to experience that at some point in my life. So, yeah, I was just remarking how, like, Ash Wednesday, obviously, the start of Lent is, you know, it's a very religious Like, holiday. somber. Like, somber, religious, like, you know, leading up to Easter, obviously. So, but it's just funny how such a religious thing just turned, the day before, just turned into, like, such a not religious thing. Just debauchery and drinking and nudity and right. But if you if you look at those things, <laughs> which one sounds more appealing? Well, I mean, obviously Fat Tuesday <laughs> sounds more appealing. Sorry, I'm sorry, God. <laughs> sorry, God. I apologize. That's why um, you sent your son here to uh, forgive all of our sins, <laughs> past, present, and future sins. So <laughs> exactly. So if see if you aren't sinning, you're doing you're letting Jesus down. You're letting them die for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we are experts in theology. Uh-huh. I have not taken any classes, so obviously I know exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I went to Bible school a time in my life. But let's talk about nudity and let's talk about sinning and also connect it back 
two content standards. Yeah. So uh, the, the story here is Twitch has promised that they are tightening their grasp on sexually suggestive content, specifically on in real life streams. Because they launched that IRL thing last year, which is fine, whatever. If, if like, some people have made that like a big thing, so it's cool, like, whatever. If you want to watch people just walk around all day, like, do it. It's just creepy to me. I, there are creepy things about it, I, but I also remember like at the the beginning of live streams. We're talking pre Twitch, like before all of those things. There were websites dedicated. People would like put up webcams and like yeah. like you could watch them do things. And they had streaming shows online. And I'm not talking like the dirty ones, but I'm talking about like just normal people, like. You'll want to watch me knit for the next two hours. Here, let's do that. And you can chat with people and stuff. Like, that was a thing before Twitch ever decided to get into it. So, like, it makes sense that Twitch put it on there at some point. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for that, they would find another venue to do it. It's just with Twitch, it was like, oh, like, here's all these people that play video games. Here, watch them sit there and talk to the computer screen for an hour. And then they're going to play, like, 30 minutes of Fortnite. And then they're going to go back and just sit there. Dear God, imagine if they did that for you. It'd be like, you'd be all, obviously, when you're playing a game, you're all good, then just all brutals are gone, and you're just like in your real world. What? I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't either. You, you're watching your freakouts and stuff? Oh, me? Yeah. Like me personally? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I see you, what you're saying. No, because like literally before we started the show, Matt was like, no. Two seconds from a freakout. I was a little farther than that. <laughs> I was at least eight seconds. Okay, but from royally blowing up. If we had a if we had a webcam in here filming this, it would be made for good TV. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which someday I want to do. I do want to get video in here someday. Yes, I know you hate webcams, except when you're, except when you're like streaming something. Yes. So I like I keep my webcam unplugged and turned around at all times unless I'm running a show because they freak me out. You don't know who's watching. There, there's a Black Mirror episode about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I referenced that before. You when we definitely about have. But yeah, it's webcams freak me out. I saw a meme the other day, um, kind of relevant. It was like some, it was like a picture someone took of like going in incognito mode. On their computer, and then the FBI is like a text from the FBI. Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I uh, love I love those FBI the Illuminati the Illuminati texts. Hold still. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're hold still. It's they're good. And that's, so, but like, it's like I feel like it's kind of true. Well, didn't like the director of the NSA or even the CIA or someone? Well, Samsung say it? TVs were being used to spy on us. Well, yeah, they even said like, do cover your webcams on your computers, please. Like. Because yeah. people can, like, even, like, the NSA was saying, like, not saying they're doing it personally, which they probably are, but, like, other people can get that. Other like, people can. It's why, like, so I think uh, EF, uh, no, EFF, the Electronic Found Frontier Foundation, they actually sell, like, stickers and stuff mm -hmm. to put over webcams. I know people just use, like, sticky notes and stuff or yeah. black tape, which is whatever. I mean, if you want to creep on my webcam you'll literally just stare at me looking looking at facebook or something i mean to be honest i don't uh, do you really want to see me naked i guess is the question <laughs> is that something you really want to do 
I feel like I'm not. I don't make a habit of getting naked in front of my computer. So yeah, well, mine's in my room. Yeah. No. So it's like I think we've had that discussion too. Yeah. This it's, is all well, sounding familiar. If you if you go to our YouTube page and watch some of his streams that he's put on there, it's his bedroom. Right. I mean, you, you see, see my his bed. bed. So especially because I moved it over, and so like it's like right next. So to So if bed. it's plugged in and someone's in there, there's a good chance you're gonna see uh, parts of Matt that you maybe not want to see. Actually, to be honest, the amount of times I'm like not clothed in my room is pretty rare, anyways, mm -hmm. because I don't have a bathroom connected. So I like I'm always clothed when I walk to the bathroom. Good point. And then I like when I get out of the shower, I, I just, change in there. I usually just. In clothed at most times, I don't like being undressed. Yeah, I mean, I, I like wearing clothes. See, I live alone, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'd be naked the entire time." Like, I don't want to be naked the entire no, time. No, see, that's weird to me. I could never do that. The like, one thing I do is like, if I have nothing to do for the rest of the day, I am immediately in like my uh, like my pajama flannel pants. See, I'll wear I'll wear like athletic shorts or something. And like a sweatshirt. See, I like oh, I oh, like wearing pants. That's my comfort because I no, I know when people are like, like get comfortable, take your jeans off. I'm like, I am comfortable. Like I'm comfortable in my jeans. Yeah, I don't need to like sure. switch to sweatpants or anything. Like I like wearing my pants. So sue me or we're like, why do you have three jackets on? I'm like, cause I'm cozy. Right. Sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. I like being warm and cozy on the inside. Yeah. So I mean, like that's my thing. Is like I will transition into those pants so given a choice what we're saying here is if you want to hack our webcams you're not going to have a good time there's, there's, you'll be really bored like man this guy's in three my, jackets wrapped my in, life is boring wrapped in hell. Two, this is literally me on the couch i'm in three jackets wrapped in two blankets just sitting there sitting there watching netflix for hours on end they're like he hasn't moved in four hours you're gonna watch me eat a crap ton of taco bell <laughs> <laughs> i mean if that's your thing Hack Go us. for it. Actually, I mean, I'm going to leave my webcam plugged in from <laughs> now on. <laughs> because I want somebody to experience my life as I do. Talking about in real life streams. <laughs> uh, so Twitch came out and they said attire in gaming streams, most at home streams, and all profile slash channel imagery should be appropriate for a public street, mall, or restaurant. Which is... The most loose definition of clothing I've ever heard in my life. Have you ever been on the public street and see what people wear? Have you ever been to a mall? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to categorize Walmart in that. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I mean. And I, I guess I get what they're saying. Like, be decent. If right. Because they're. They're trying to combat the quote-unquote bikini streams and the other like names people have uh, like assigned to those that I refuse to say on air because they're super misogynistic and gross. I've no idea what you're talking about, so we'll talk about that when we're off air. Because I'm oh I'm blanking. I don't know. But like, like those those streams that are like. Uh, Subs for squats and stuff like that, where, like, if you subscribe to their channel, they will squat for you. Like, like, like do squats. Like, do squats? Yes. Like, dressed squats? Yeah, but, like, we're going to wear, like... S spandex. Yeah. yeah, spandex and do squats with my back to the camera. I got it. It's a booty. Right. Some. Exactly. I, mean, um, I, just, I just go to the gym for that. <laughs> that's super creepy. <laughs> 
the creepiest thing you have said, period, <laughs> on any of our podcasts to this point. <laughs> Bring it in. Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. I'm lonely. That's that's where I troll. I'm at the gym like, mm, just kidding. I don't do that. I'm oh, really, I, gross, I, do not, no. I do not talk to girls at the gym. I'm under the firm belief if you're at the gym... You're not trying to hook up with people. Right. If you're the gym should be a safe space. It, it is. I don't talk to people. I hate when people talk to me. Like if I see someone I know, I say hi and put my earphones in and walk away. And if they want to start a conversation with me, I'm like, please schedule in a time when I'm not in the gym. Right. The gym is a different kind of thing though, because like you are dressed in the gym for workouts. Mm-hmm. So you you're dressed differently I mean, than if I'm going to it's, o- class. it's awkward because like, you're like sweaty, you're right. out of breath. You're like, hey, how's, how, how are you doing? It's really just not a fun place to talk to people, especially people you don't know. Yeah. Like, I hate coming up to someone. I'm like, are you using this? I'll stand there, like, staring at this thing, like, is someone on that? And then, like, just not have the courage to ask anyone and just go find something else to do. See, that just plays into my social anxiety of talking to people, period. It's true. So maybe that's why I don't go to the gym anymore. I need to get you back there. I, I do need to start going again. I mean, if we did this, like, it was honestly like this time last year, I got you going, and you even were like, I'm feeling progress, yay. And then you got super busy again and just... Right, as always. And also, it cost me money, so that that sucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. It costs, what, 58 Yeah, which something. I guess you did this year. 58.30 for some weird reason. That's the price. Who knows? I don't know where they just Somebody at some point decided that that like, made sense in the long scheme of things. So those part-time people aren't paying full tuition. Where can we get more money from them? Jim. Right. Yeah. But so in retrospect, going back to this whole Twitch thing. Sorry, that was a weird tangent. Like it makes like, I don't know. It's a weird thing because it the more quote unquote bikini streams that Twitch gets, the less of like a... A thing you can share with the public, it becomes. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that aren't already going to Twitch doesn't, are the people we have to bring in. Doesn't Twitch have, like, you can do, like, private streams that you need, like, a password to get into? I don't think so. I thought they did. They do have, like, you have to, like, mark if it's mature. I thought that you could do, like, a private one that, like, no one can get into unless you have, like, a password to get into it. That would be really smart, uh, especially when you're looking at, like, if you want subs, like, uh, subscriber-only streams. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if Twitch has that. I thought they did. I've never seen it. I know you can do, like, private streams with, like, one one other person, though, can't you? I've never seen anything like that. Hmm. Not on Twitch. I don't, see, I don't know if I don't know enough about Twitch, but I thought you could do that, but maybe you can't. Maybe and you maybe, can. And maybe I that's, don't know. that's I mean, that'd be an answer to this problem. It's just if you're gonna do a bikini stream, lock it and give passwords out to people to use. Yeah, but even like, well and even then it's like first of all, there are websites dedicated to this. That's true. I I didn't say like go like like second of all full nudity. Like, you're never going to gain viewers like that. So I get, like, why you wouldn't want to go private. Um, but it could be, like, a thank you to the viewers kind of. Oh, sure. That sounds really weird. That sounds like you're, like. That sounds like prostitution. Prostituting yourself out there. But, hey, some people, that's that's fine. We're, we're artists. Like. The body I'll, the body's I'll, art, okay? Well, like, like, that's not even what I mean. But, like, all prostitution is basically art. Or, no. I all said art, that completely backwards. All art is basically prostitution. Yeah. It really is but, because 
<laughs> prostitution is art. Just kidding. <laughs> Hashtag prostitution is art. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. everybody we are back let's uh let's get off of this whole twitch uh subject um and talk about some other video game news uh that you may have missed over the past week so five nights at freddy's is actually getting a movie like for sure it is happening this is a real thing this i can't believe it but it's a real thing uh so blumhouse uh will be producing it they took the rights from it uh from warner brothers and so this production company has done like get out insidious and like the purge which i i Val, like, which are, all solid. are good, pretty good horror movies, right? I wouldn't say the Purge is a horror movie, but it's a good thriller. I still like, I still enjoy watching the Purge movies. I won't watch the Purge movies, uh, and I won't watch Insidious. I've only saw the first Insidious, and it was pretty terrifying. I do want to watch them. It was, it was, it was a good terrifying. Um, still haven't seen Get Out. I haven't seen Get Out. I need to see that. I really heard bad. it's just so good. Right for like reasons other than the social. Horror. I heard the social commentary is just fantastic. In yeah, that. and I really want to see that movie. Um, so they are making this Five Nights at Freddy's. So we'll see how that goes. The crazy thing about this is they announced a director for it, and it is Chris Columbus, the guy who directed Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, and the first two Harry Potter movies. So light comedy. Like fantasy, yeah. Is his? I mean, and I don't know what else he's done. He may have done other stuff, but those are like the big things. Because obviously, I know Home Alone him. and Miss Doubtfire are just comedies, right? Great ones, by the way. Yes, I do enjoy those movies. Obviously, the first two Harry Potters are the lightest of the Harry Potters in the Harry Potter, which is natural because they like they were definitely the yeah the early ones were a lot lighter than the later ones, anyways. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's just funny. So, I mean, I've never, I'm not familiar with Five Nights at Freddy too much. I know you are. Is mm-hmm. it translatable into a movie? See, that's what I don't know. So, there is a lot of story hidden inside of Five Nights. So, there is, there's like a, the basic story that's like, uh, you took this job, you were working at this place, right? And then it like transitioned into, uh, you were a kid. And you are in your bedroom and like all of these things. So like there are like there's different layers of it. But then there is like this kind of hidden layer that like people have been trying to figure out over all this time. Things and like crazy things like they have these theories that the kid who is being like haunted by these uh, animatronic creatures are like is actually like beaten by his mother so and, like, like abuse undertones and stuff right and so like there's this layer of like sub context that like people have come out with theories and stuff like that 
And so I don't know. Like, I think it's crazy that they're making a movie out of this. Like, I guess I can kind of see the horror element of, like, well, I, I the, think the, the original. Yeah, I think if they do the animatronics like, properly, it could be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. I, I have no doubt that they can make it terrifying. The games are terrifying. But I just don't know. Like, they are going to have to craft a story around it that doesn't already exist. But, I mean, like you're saying, at least there's enough there to where they probably can craft it. Remember, they've made, uh, they, uh, they made a Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Which I guess Mortal Kombat actually has be- more of a story Which than that. Which turned out to still be one of the best video game adaptations to movies. Right. S- yeah. Which is weird to say, but all the other ones have just <laughs> bad. But yeah, so they're they're making this movie. They have the director. I think it's an interesting choice of director. Like I said, I don't know if he has any experience in horror films. Um, he may. But we, but I, I mean, we know. didn't think Jordan Peele did either. Right. Because he's coming from a sketch comedy place and then does Get Out. Exactly. So you never That's know. That's true. I mean, horror is it's just another genre. Right. I mean, as long as you know how to direct and you are adaptable to your genre, then you can do it. Like, I have no doubt about that. So it would be really interesting. I'm thinking about like Chris Columbus as like a director and like what would have happened if he would have continued on with the Harry Potters. Because... He, I don't know. I think he was just signed on for the first two, and then they went to somebody else. I don't know if it was like a struggle or anything, but you can definitely tell the change in direction. Oh, it gets really like way darker tone, and like the the books get darker. Yeah, but like simple things like if you watch the first two Harry Potter's, they're very British and very proper, and then by like the third one, it's a lot more relaxed and a lot less like high culture and like all this stuff. And so, I don't know. I think as a director, he probably can see something and be like, oh, yeah, we are going to cling on to this, and we're really going to make it worth something. And I think that that's probably where they're coming from and choosing him, because he does have a good record. Uh, even with the other ones, like they, are, they set a tone, and they stick to that tone really super well. So. I mean, I I want to give every movie video game movie the benefit of the doubt. So far, I've been disappointed pretty much every time. But yes, yeah, and I maybe this one will be different because since there is like barely any story and they're crafting something around it, mm-hmm. maybe this one will be different because it's not like Prince of Persia or something, or Tomb Raider, or Tomb Raider. I'm still or super nervous. I mean, I'm sure. Go- uh, uh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. I like. Just- like Whatever. they they have defined stories that already exist and so they have to make the movie adaptable to that story versus what it already is or what it isn't already yeah cuz people still be like oh the video game cuz was so much more deep and complex cuz you can cuz it's hard to like confine such like a like tomb raider i'm going to put as just an example the Tomb Raider's games, like the recent ones, have been really long games, and the story is drawn out for several mm-hmm. hours. Compressing that into a two-hour thing might be tough. Right. Well, and that, that, that talks to the way video games act as a medium versus movies. That's why, like, like when people always talk about, like, a Last of Us game, movie, like, it will never be, like, it's It'll never, never be good. I don't want it to happen, because I don't want it to ruin The Last of Us. The first one was just such a, 
You're, and I don't know if it'll ruin The Last of Us as much as like I don't. There isn't enough there to make a movie. See, the thing about like video games is they can write like a quarter of the story, mm-hmm. a quarter of the dialogue, a quarter of the action that a movie does. But they can extend it so long because you are inside that world. Yeah. That that is just video games as a medium. That's yep. the thing, is like there is so much interactivity and there is so much that you as a player brings to a video game versus a movie where you are just sitting there watching somebody else's vision take place. See what they should do is put it into a series like thing like a Netflix or something where each episode is determined by audience participation or That'd something. That'd be neat. That'd be super fun. I mean, it'd be tough to do. It'd be a lot of work, but I think it'd pay off in the end. If you did like a limited series on Netflix, like a 10-episode thing, and everyone at the end of every episode, you kind of vote to see where the show's going to go. Right. I, I mean, the, the main problem with that is you would have to turn around episodes in a week. Yeah, I know. But could you imagine if they could pull something off like that? Yeah. That, I mean, there was shows like that, like in the 90s, they experimented on That's where, like, uh, I've talked about Mr. Sprinkles before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a thing. But, but I think, I mean, yeah, so I don't think it'd be realistic at this point in time. But, I mean, there are so people are so dead set on making video games and movies. I think a better avenue, honestly, would be like a series on Netflix or something. Because mm-hmm. you can draw it out longer. That's why when they announced The Witcher as a Netflix series, I was so much more happy than them saying, like, oh, Witcher movie is coming out. Because I feel like there's so much in The Witcher universe, it, it, you can draw it out in like a 10, a 10 episode thing. Where each episode's an hour long or something. You get more. Right. I think you can get more story and character development and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like Tomb Raider. The new one is going to rush the character development because they're just going to assume people know who Lara exactly. Croft is. So I'm never going to get that connection as a Leech of Vikander as Lara Croft. I feel like it's going to be the disconnect with that movie. Yes. I yeah, I, I think, again, it goes back to uh, in interactivity. And I think that's what makes video games so special, right? Is it's the only medium in which you interact with it. And you're, what you do interacts or like changes the game. It's why, like, a Halo movie would be bad because I love Halo because I affected that game. Like, even though it was a linear thing and no matter what I did, I was going to get the same outcomes. Like, I could take as many paths to it as I wanted. Mm -hmm. I could do this. I could do this. um, I could die here. I could die here. Like, like, I could respawn and retry it. And, like, I just don't think... See, unless they like, do, I don't think movies have that opportunity. See, unless they do like a couple episodes at a time, and so they already have like so they start with one episode, and then there's like two outcomes from that episode can be. So you vote on it, and then you go one way or the other way, and then from there it just keeps branching. So like they're in like ahead of time, they already make these episodes, and some just don't get viewed. No. I don't know. Which would which would never happen. Yeah, that'd be because it'd be too much work, and then for nothing. That, yeah, yeah, we're talking months. Of work just down the drain. So, well, I think that does it for us right now. We need to take a break and we will be right back.
Well, welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about some more news. So, some, I think, kind of surprising news out of Activision uh, this week. So, Activision Blizzard has released their sales figures for their Q4, which is different than everybody else's in the industry's Q4. This is more of a calendar year Q4, which I think is really strange. So, it's basically like September through December. They, they actually break up you know, January to December in four parts. So, every three months. Right. If you simple math right there. Right. Versus like actual fiscal years which end in like April. Yeah, because it's it goes it's off taxes. Tax seasons. Um so Activision Blizzard came out and said that Call of Duty World War Two was the top grossing console game of the year. Remember, this is the same company that released Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. And the really shocking figure here, it was the biggest day one digital release ever on a PlayStation platform. I mean, I'm not surprised. I am. Really? Totally. Because this game had terrible marks. I know, but like, I mean, it was obviously advertised well. It was called, it was going back to World War II, so that got people buzzing. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what the numbers are now. I just feel like I didn't see the buzz. Like, period. I mean, I was interested, but I was not like, oh, I have to go buy this right now kind of thing. And I, I mean, I never bought it. So the, my buzz has died since it released. And I realized what the game really is. Yeah. It was I, just mo- Black Ops disguised in a World War II skin. Right. I have still yet to play it. I mean,. I'm, I mean, I'm, the reason I'm not surprised is because it's Call of Duty. People love Call of Duty. People will play like people play that all the time. So for sure, like I think Call of Duty is a strong franchise. I just feel like people are getting burnt out. And <laughs> I, well, I love how they say like they're oh people are not going to play. They're not playing as much as they used to. But every year, Call of Duty is always the number one selling game. Yeah, it's every crazy. Year. Last year, even though they're like, Infinite Warfare sold poorly, it was still the number one game of all 2017. Or 2016, or whatever it came out. Uh, it would have been 16. 16, yeah. Like, even though like it sold 70% less than Black Ops 3 did, those numbers are still incredibly Huge. high. Like, it was still the number one selling game of 2016. And this is obviously the number one selling game of 2017. Like, it's just... For them. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, overall, too. I would be surprised overall. Uh, it's on a. It's in a year that you are competing with Zelda and Mario. But not everyone like, owns a Switch. You're right. You keep that but mind. not I, everybody I like, owns a console. But period. Call of Duty is. I mean, so many more people own a con- like Xbox or a PlayStation or a computer. So I think Call of Duty is obviously more accessible to like people who really want to play it. And I think that's why it always sells so, just so well. Probably. I don't know because I feel like the games that we like looking forward to is not games that everyone looks forward to. Right? No, we are, we definitely live in a different bubble. Like we we watch a lot of games come out and we play a lot of them versus like the normal person that plays one or two a year. Yeah, and I totally understand that. But I also think like at that in that rate, you've got to look at like Madden. Like I guarantee you, Madden's up there. It's huge. No, that's a big one. I'm sure it is. Like people still like go to that as their go-to gaming purchase of the year. 
that has such a high appeal, which I just don't really quite get. And so, like, I am just, I don't know, like, I'm surprised by that that figure especially from like playstation as like a whole console like every single one of them like if you look at all of them as to say call of duty world war ii is the largest selling day one digitally and that's actually surprising but you mean i mean it's surprising but it's not that surprising because i feel like digital is still like becoming like the thing and not it's not the thing oh, for people sure. buy it on yet i feel like over time it's just gonna be like w- maybe in like two years from now when they say oh it's the number one released digital game like okay that's a big deal now because we've had years of digital games but now oh my yeah and and of course we're talking uh Sony or like playstation yeah. so like i would be interested obviously PUBG was probably Xbox. Uh, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say Xbox, but like PC. I think I think PUBG is probably Xbox's. I would highly doubt I, it. They already they already sold like over three million or something. Yeah, but we're talking we're talking the like they had like two weeks. Good point. To sell it. Good point. And uh, the I think probably the majority of the people who actually bought PUBG are, are on Xbox One X, which is still like even though it sold well and above their expectations. It wasn't a lot. Right. Comparatively. I mean, it, it was a lot, but it wasn't like millions of units. Or was it? I don't know what the numbers I don't know. Were. I had that figure at one point, but i uh, trying to remember off the top of my head. Is, so yeah, Call of know. Duty. It's still a gaming Goliath. It's still there. We've got Black Ops coming again. For sure. So that's going to sell probably really well again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, There we go. That's, I mean... Which I guess so they have they actually came out and confirmed that Treyarch is taking this year, which they hadn't done because everything up to this point has been a rumor, and they did come out this past week and say, "Oh, uh, Treyarch is the ones like making the game," and so now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it's it's definitely happening. It's definitely gonna be Black Ops Four." And it's funny um, how Treyarch has still become, hasn't been confirmed become but. the number one in Call of Duty. So at a time, is Activision with the Modern Warfare series like that was? Well, they're all Activision. I mean, just Infinity Ward, Infinity yeah, Ward. Infinity that's what Ward. I'm looking for. Because you're like, oh, Infinity Ward. It's like you're that was the Modern Warfare. Yeah, you're like, oh, Modern Warfare. And then I mean, Treyarch has always been there because there's always been those two. And obviously, Call of Duty World War back in the day was just right. Still a great game. Right, but it people got, still love it. I mean, I love that game. It was fun. It was different. It was like it was honestly the most different Call of Duty game, even now. Comparative limbs blew off. You could drive tanks in multiplayer, and I don't. I don't see that now. Dogs. Ten years You're later. Calling dogs. Ten years later, we don't even get that now. Yeah. So, but now, like now, people are like, oh, on Treyarch, like they're like they are the ones. I think after the first Black Ops came out, that's kind of when they started getting their steam because in, uh, Infinity Ward was kind of finishing up the Modern Warfare series there. Right. And then, you know, jumped to Advanced Warfare, which did not do well. Right. But, I don't know. We'll see. And people think uh, Treyarch develops better maps than any other studio for Call of Duty for, like, multiplayer. And I, I, have, I haven't played, like, I haven't played a lot of multiplayer in Call of Duty in I, such a long time. I haven't time. either, so I have no way to, like, confirm or deny yeah. that. Yeah. But that's just the rumors 
on the street. World War, uh, so Call of Duty World at War was actually the first game I got for PC after I built my one in high school. My, after I built my first gaming PC. Mm. That was the first game I had. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I just turned around and looked outside the window. And oh, it is snowing. It is snowing like crazy right now. Like, it, it is it is snowing stupid right now. And that upsets me in so many ways. And there's still people out there playing Frisbee. Well, yeah. What else are you going to do in the snow? Uh, go inside. But we are inside. You numbskulls. I want to go outside now because gonna, I'm inside. You're gonna get I just want the exact opposite of what I have. And then you're outside and you're like, I want to be inside. And just, right. ah, you can't be happy. Well, is that show? Uh, uh, it's, uh, I, I picture this so well, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, he's laying on a bed, like in a hospital. And he's like, oh, he's laying there. I'm, like, I'm cold. And then they like put blankets on him. And he's like, but I'm warm. And they're like, too many blankets. And so they pull off the blankets. And he's like, I'm cold. And so they have to bring him another blanket. I can't remember what this stupid show is. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, God, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna wake up at like 3 a.m. and be like, oh God, there it was. I hate when that happens, but. Um. Anyways, I like I actually pictured in my head. Like I know exactly what the scene looks like and everything. But um so yeah, Call of Duty World War II, best selling game for Activision last year. I mean, what else did they have really? Not uh, Destiny. Besides Destiny. But Destiny two was the second, obviously. It, yeah, I don't really know how much more Activision had. I mean they were banked on these two huge games, which did obviously it did really did well both, for them. Both of them did. I think they actually like it was one of the best years they've ever had on record. Probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Between that, uh the anticipation of like the Overwatch League and um like the loot boxes and stuff, I feel like they were they were set to succeed for sure. But, yeah, uh, well, we're going to hit our game rumor right now. Yes. When we're talking about I it. I saw this the other day. Uh, yeah, so, so there is a rumor floating around right now that they may be releasing in calendar year 2018 a remastered collection of Spyro the Dragon games. Yay! I love Spyro the Dragon games. Yes. They're awesome. Yes. And... Uh, so the idea is, is it's going to be a lot like the Insane Trilogy, for Crash that, right? That came out this past year. Was it last year? Yes, it was. It was August. It was that late. It was August. Yeah, oh, I God. bought it. I thought it was super early. No, I bought it in August because I had there was like nothing else to get. So like, I'll just get Crash Bandicoot. Uh, but yeah, so they they are going to like remaster all the graphics, uh, remaster the audio, like do all those things. It, those and are good games. It. I. Played a lot of Spyro. I think Spyro is going to have a better reception as a remaster than Crash Bandicoot. And I I don't think Crash Bandicoot had a bad one. No, not at all, other than the people being upset about how hard it was. Grow up. (laughs) Right. Be a man. Uh, So Crash Bandicoot, though, like, it seems like that one is so much more, like, linear and, like, like, you know, you're just running straight. This is actually more of an open, like, exploration kind of game. Yeah. Which I mean, back for PS One was pretty, pretty crazy. Like I wouldn't say pretty crazy, but it's like more of an open area where you can run around and you're not. It's not a level, I should say. It's just like it's like a. It's a three D platformer. Yeah, and it's awesome getting your little gems and stuff, chasing the egg guy on Spyro One that you can never catch. Mm-hmm. 
I look forward to it because I love these games and I loved how they did evolve over this franchise where you you know you could play as different characters and I remember the best mission was you're the penguin guy with the jetpack and you could shoot rockets. It was so much fun. That sounds great. It was awesome. So I'm really looking forward to this. I will buy this. Yeah, when it comes I mean, out. as long as it does happen. Like I said, it's a rumor right now. I think it's a super smart move. I think it's a pretty solid rumor that's probably going to turn out to be an actual Spyro remaster. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not surprised because it was one of the huge biggest franchises in the PS1 back in the day. So yeah. I, and, and I'm sure it, it made its way into PS2 era and stuff too. They did have a PS2 one, now that I think about it. Yeah. Same as Crash, but. Yeah, so we'll see and if that, that we'll comes see, to fruition. We'll see a Croc remaster. Uh, Did you ever play Croc? No. It was like a it was like a spiral kind of like oh interesting platformer game. Oh, we had the first one. It was kind of fun. I'm thinking, uh, like, uh, God, why am I blanking? Uh, Nuts and bolts. What is that? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I'm thinking like Ratchet and Clank would be a smart like remaster. Well, I feel I don't know what collection. they're doing with because they. Re, I wouldn't say remastered. They redid the first game, but right. like made it diff- a little different. And if they do that with all the games, I'm like that'd be kind of cool. Like if they if they stem off a new franchise now, which I know the last run they did the, the Ratchet and Clank redo was a huge success. Mm-hmm. I think it made more money than the movie did. <laughs> there was a movie. Yeah, they released a movie at the same time. Oh my god, I, how did I miss? All I watched of that? it on Netflix. It's, it's hilarious. First off, if you if you like Ratchet and Clank humor, you'll like the movie. It's funny. Weird. That's how the game like had like voice actors like Sylvester Stallone and Paul Giamatti and stuff in the game because they also did the movie. Weird. Yeah. That's crazy on so, so many levels. Because that's how they advertise it. It's the game that was based off the movie that's based off the game. That's too much. <laughs> uh, Ratchet Clank's great, but I, I I mean I'd like to see more of those come out too in the future. Yeah. Because those have always been great games. There's never been a bad one. There's definitely some room for like kind of that like rare era like platforming that like room for those remasters but there's such a charm in Ratchet and Clank and yeah. Spyro and like these old games have well, that's such what a, I'm saying have such a charm and if I see a remaster of the Jack and Daxter series I'll be happy too mm-hmm. those were a great like where we are today is because of these games that we're speaking of like well, yeah and obviously but so okay we need to take a break and we will be back just got a few minutes left in here today and so we're gonna just kind of breeze through a last couple of new stories things that i think are fascinating and good to talk about um a little bit of sad news if you grew up in the era i did uh the founder of machinima and strange company has passed away uh kind of randomly from a heart attack they like just out of nowhere. And so he he founded Machinima in the 90s using, like, Quake, basically. Like, when we key the term Machinima, it came from that. 
and soul like so he then founded the machinima network of like studios and stuff which he sold in 2006 which i think is kind of where that all went wrong anyways so i don't know if that actually like in my head like canon of this if that was the reason or not but I recently got into VR, developed the horror game Left Hand Path, which I didn't hear too much about, but it was really well received in the VR community. Um, and I think it's kind of an interesting, like, if you want to look at the creation of content, like custom content on video games and things like if we look like right now i think like let's plays dominate the market of like video game content that is coming out but if you were like us as kids like machinima was huge Mm -hmm. like you think about like how big red versus blue got Uh yeah and then you like like a lot of people remember like arby and the chief and like those kinds of things like they were the dominant force behind video game content that were created by fans, you know, creating these small videos of in-game footage and stuff. And it was so much harder to do back then. Uh, like people went really out of their way to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we have it easy here. Uh, like totally. And it's a different kind of content now. Like, I feel like the whole machinima stuff isn't necessarily as big as it used to be. Like, people aren't making videos of, like, these characters in their character state. Like, a lot of them are, like, based upon, you know, your feelings of, like, like I'm going to sit in front of this screen and then I'm going to talk about the video game. Right? That's what Let's Plays now are. So I, I, I think it's really interesting to look at maybe how we got there versus like where what we left behind. Mm-hmm. And I think like Machinima as a group, I think is kind of gross, like especially like now, like when I see the name Machinima, I don't think overly highly of it. Uh, I think there's a lot of like rampant sexism and stuff in that group, but like right now, like let's plays, you know, are the dominant force. So, but still, I mean, it's it's never good to see somebody die. No, that's never fun, um, especially if it's like such a sudden death. Right, and like pretty young. Too. Like if you obviously if you you know you're like sick or and expecting to die and pass away, it's a little different than just like a sudden heart attack, mm-hmm. where you're yeah you're not even that old. How do you have an age of? I don't. Okay. I'd say probably 30s, 40s. Yeah, I mean, that's the scary time for heart attacks is just when it happens at that young, you're just like, oh, eye-opening. Yeah. But I did want to end with some happiness. Um, <laughs> that that was in there, but like, I want to end the show with some happy news. Uh, so there was a big StarCraft II competition. The first uh, competition, like eSports competition, period, that was ever in collaboration with the International Olympic Committee. It took place in wherever the Olympics are taking place in now, which... Pyongyang? Yeah, that place. In South Korea? Uh Uh-huh, which makes sense because StarCraft is still huge in Korea. Pyongyang, that's what it is, Pyongyang. Um, So 
Sasha Scarlett Hostin won the Intel Masters 2018 tournament, which means she is the first woman to ever win first place in a major StarCraft competition. And honestly, probably esports, period. So do you think this is the stepping stone of esports getting into the Olympics? No. Not at all. Really? No. I think, like, maybe it was, like, kind of a cool partnership or something, but I still don't see I, – I don't see esports being in the Olympics ever, and I'm fine with that. I think people should be fine with that. There's well, too many problems with and the, it. And they got their own thing going on, so. Right. Right. There's no reason to muddy the waters. Um, so speaking of Olympics, sorry, super random. Do you, do you remember the Tonga guy from the Brazil Olympics who walked out there Ooh, like shredded in a sick pack, yeah. covered in oil? Well, he did it again in this Olympics. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, no, I saw it. So, yeah. So Tonga, he's the only athlete from Tonga to make the Winter Olympics, and it's the same guy. I guess I didn't realize that. So, yeah, they even, like, showed the side-by-side of him walking out in Brazil two years ago. And, I mean, obviously, you know, the whole country of Tonga is like, we need to find a way to get him back in the Olympics. <laughs> so let's find whatever he can be good at. And I think he got, like, cross-country skiing or something. Like, oh, yeah, you can see that. It's just hilarious how – and he did the same thing. The opening ceremonies were freezing. I don't know if you saw all the other teams are bundled up, uh-huh. and wrapped up. He walks out there, I know, shredded, covered in oil, waving the flag like he didn't even care. I thought it was hilarious. I just had to throw it up there. Yes. And I want Tonga man in every Olympics from now on. I yeah, I think that's a good I don't goal care if he makes Olympics, he should just be the flag bearer every year. Sorry, super sidetracked. You brought up the Olympics yes. and I just kinda was excited and I loved it and I it's hilarious. Yeah, that is funny, for sure. But <laughs> back to this news story, I think this is like a cool stepping stone, less about the Olympics, but for women in esports. Yeah. Because it's like, it's super one-sided right now. And I think it'll be really neat to see if we can start like increasing the number of women in it. Because that needs to happen. Diversity <laughs> in this place is a good thing. So... um like I think that it's it, as it grows as a thing, uh, more and more women are going to feel comfortable being in that environment. Mm-hmm. Like there is still a lot of problems. Like video games communities are still kind of hostile to women, which is sad, but it's definitely the way it is, uh, and it's something we definitely need to fix. Well, the fact that they treat it like such a rare thing, like. I right. just go back to a couple of years ago when during that I forget what it was where they just constantly filmed that woman eating French fries in the stands. Right. You remember that, right? I do it remember just, that. It was just super weird how they're just fixated on this one girl in like a sea of men eating French fries. Right. It was. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. No, I think. But that's how they treat. <laughs> like it's, it's like, like a, oh my god, a girl gamer. Like ah, film ah, her. freak out. <laughs> so we need to shatter that. Right. Uh, well, it needs to not be a taboo thing. Yeah. It's the thing. Like, and as. Uh, there are girl gamers out there. There I'm, are. I know a, a handful lot. of them. There are a lot because video games are not one sided. Oh, he was dancing. So I, I'm i excited to see that that, that happen. Um, last thing. So according to PushSquare.com, Sony is sending out surveys to PSN users asking if they're interested in changing their username. 
So we're one step closer to changing the username you thought of when you were 12. Are you interested becoming in Becoming from username? Hot Wheels Master 69, <laughs> or as I was at one point, Ramrod X420. Awesome. Still a great name. Uh, on Steam, because I can't change my... But I actually wouldn't mind changing my PlayStation username. But you, it, that's, that's who you are. But it isn't. Like, see, I've I, changed every other single one. I see. I can't change mine because that's the same. That's the username I used back on PS2. And I've right. used well, the same I've one, used, obviously. I use Super Dude forever, but I'm like, I'm trying to get away from it. Like, I'm not ashamed of Super Dude. You just need to rebrand yourself. I had to, like, yeah, I want to rebrand myself. Like, I want to rebrand myself for something that is like me. Like me as somebody who wants to be in the video game industry. That's true. You know? But I am Darkbird21. Yeah, and that's fine. I want someone to see that name like, him! It's him again! Uh, yeah. I, re- I really hope that's happened at least once in my life where I join a game and someone's like, it's him! Oh, and hates like someone hates me because yes. I beat them in video games. Yes. That's all Amongst I want. Amongst other reasons. That's all I want in my life. That, that is such a great goal. Getting hate mail from people. That's always fun. Yes. Um, so, finally, I want to just bring this up before we're out of here, uh, because it is 100% official. It has been announced. The word is out there. Um, uh, the Mountain West has announced an expo- exhibition match uh, or, or like tournament between UNLV Esports and Boise State Esports. During the Mountain West basketball tournament in March. I think it's like March 7th through 10th. It is all going to be live streamed. Uh, it is going to be broadcast. Like everything you can imagine is going to be hopefully a big deal. It's going to be in the Mackey Arena Center or whatever it is on the campus of UNLV, which it's is right next Mackey, yep. Mackey Center. to the arena in which they do the basketball tournament. I think it's super cool. I will be there. But you're going to Vegas, right, for this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I literally just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I like I'm excited. I think it's going to be super cool. Uh it should be a lot of fun. We'll see how Boise State does against UNLV. We're a little more uh like official than the UNLV is, but you know, we are also newer than they are. So, it looks like it's time to go. Uh, Austin is playing HQ. Yes. I think I just messed this last one up. We'll see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I definitely would have known that. Who was it? Oh, I didn't see the answers. It was Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, or Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan. Dang it. Bob Dylan won a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm out. Yeah, I could have answered that for you. Bye-bye. Um, anyways, that does it for us today. If you are listening, uh, you're going to have a wave of podcasts released within each other, like within a couple days of each other, because I'm way behind in editing, and I'm going to try to get this one up first and then follow with the other ones, so it's just going to randomly come out. But you can listen to the backlog if you want to. Uh, otherwise, now, this this will be episode 43. Yes, so this we, is 43. So we actually have 40. Plus, because I mean, I'm, our E3 things are still in there. Episodes. Well, the E3 ones aren't numbered. I know, but I'm just saying, like, in, like in total of all shows that we have, if you mm-hmm. really want to listen to us, if you love our voices, love our weird jokes, sometimes there's some content for you. Oh yeah, 
I would expect so. I know. But it's all easily accessible. So also, we are on YouTube. We are. That will that will happen again. I promise. There are. We do have some videos that we have recorded. Yes. That have not made its way to the YouTube screen. They'll get there. <laughs> They'll get there. It takes time. It all takes time, people. And I have a job. Mini jobs. Anyways, that does it for us today. We want to thank everybody out there for listening. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Sure. If you're with someone or with yourself. If not, go play some Honey Pop. My name's Matt. Austin, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I waved again. I always wave. Uh, yep. We will be back next week for more video game related stuff. Bye. Bye.